Hello, this is Evangelist Valerie Laurie coming again to you with Proclaiming the Word of God. Today we're going to be doing our Bible study and we're going to be coming out of the book of Acts chapter 5. And let's find out the story of, of a man and a woman who actually uh, lied to the apostles. And let's find out what happened to them in the Bible. Amen. So let's go to Acts chapter 5, starting at verse 1. And it reads, But a certain man named Ananias, with Sapphira his wife, sold a possession and kept back, verse 2, part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, and bought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. So, one thing we see is this verse starts off with but. So, if it starts off with the word but, then something happened before that. And so, we need to go back up into chapter 4 of Acts. And we see that they had a way of doing things that was taking care of the church. So, it said in Acts chapter 4, verse 34, it says, Neither was there any among them that lacked. For as many as were possessors of land or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles' feet. And distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. And Josias, who by the apostles were surnamed Barnabas, which being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite, and of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it, and bought the money, and laid it at the apostles' feet. So, with the people that were selling the land, selling houses, they were selling it, and they were getting the full amount of money, and they were bringing it and laying it at the apostles' feet. And the money was to be used to take care of those who had need, who were the Christians that were in the church. The money would be distributed as there was need. But with Ananias and Sapphira, they did the opposite of laying all of the money. They came in and they sold a possession. And I think one thing that stands out is they sold a possession, but it seems like to me that if they sold a, sold a possession, seems like that it's indicating, too, that they had other possessions that they still had. The Bible doesn't say it, but it's just the way that it's implied to me. And it says that they sold a possession. And Ananias and his wife were in this thing together. And the Bible says that they kept back part of the price. His wife also being privy to it. So his wife knew what was going on. 
when they kept back a portion of the money and they just bought a certain part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. So something already is going wrong with them because they're laying it at the apostles' feet as they as though they are submitted to the things of God and submitted and and walking in fellowship with helping out the poor but the way that it had been set up was that the way that they were doing it was that they were laying the money at the apostles feet and that was the decision that some had made but it doesn't say from some of the responses we're going to see that it was mandated that it happened that way but that was the way that they were doing it. And so when Ananias and Sapphira came in to lay their money at the apostles' feet, they wanted everybody else to think that they were bringing in all of the money, but they were only bringing in a certain portion of the money that they had received from the sale of the possession. The Bible says that there are some things, the way that God looks at honesty. And he said in Colossians 3 and 9, one about lying, it says, do not lie one to another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices. So here it was that Ananias and Sapphira were coming and listening to the teachings of the apostles but they still were walking in the old man because they were lying as they brought in a portion of the price of the sale of the possession and kept the rest of it for themselves. He says in 2 Corinthians 8.21, the Bible declares, providing for honest things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. So, Ananias and Sapphira, God said it's important that you do honesty in the sight of God, but we're also to be honest one with another. Romans 12, 17 speaks about recompense to no man, evil for evil, but to provide honest in the sight, honest things, things honest in the sight of all men. And then first, that, that was 1 Peter 3 and 10, excuse me, that was Romans 12, 17. Now 1 Peter 3 and 10, we're talking about Honesty. It says, For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. And then 1 Peter 3 and 12 says, For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers but the face of the Lord 
is against them that do evil. So, we see that God's got some scripture and God's already written the words that pertain to honesty. And when we say that God's word will not return back void, it will do what it's sent out to do, then when we begin to lie, then there are some consequences that come with lying because it's already laws of God, principles of God that set a standard against certain things. So we're talking about here lying. So they bought it to the apostles' feet, but when they bought the, a certain amount of money to the apostles' feet, there's still God's logos, the written word of God, that is out here that is going to, um, that, that is automatically activated when we violate a principle of God. So it says in that third verse that now we see that they have laid it, uh, laid it at the apostles' feet. Peter says to Ananias, this is the husband in verse number three. But Peter said, Ananias, why have Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land. So he asked him that question. Why have Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? Now the lying part to the apostles, that's one thing, but the Bible also makes statements about honesty and integrity. First Peter 3.12 says, For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. Peter was a righteous man. Peter was a praying man. The Bible says, And his ears, meaning God's ears, are open to the prayers, open to the prayers, of the righteous but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil so can you imagine that Peter the apostle of God you know he's a praying man so there is a premise and a law that's already put into place right there is that when a righteous man prays God's ears are attentive to his prayers so I can imagine that Peter prayed for the Lord to lead him, the Holy Spirit to lead and to guide him. And I, I can imagine that he prays, prayed to Lord, let me not be deceived. And then they had received the power of the Holy Ghost at the day of Pentecost. So with the Holy Ghost speaking to him, the voice of the Holy Spirit is, is telling him, this is not true. He's got this discernment in him because he operates through the power of God that this story that we're being told about 
this certain amount of money that Ananias has bought is a portion of the money. It's not the full amount that they were paid for the possession. So he asked him, Why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? Why? 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 It's because Ananias really wasn't submitted. He was hearing. Ananias wanted to have things both ways. He wanted to be uh, wanted to be looked at as he's doing something great because they wanted to come in with it looking as though they had sold the full possession, but they hadn't. They had only they had bought in the full amount of the money that they made from the sale of the possession, but they had not done that. They had bought in a portion. So Ananias still wanted to be looked upon well by men. And so they they conceived that lie, but he wanted to have the portion of the money. And then Peter says, while it remained, was it not thine own? He says, and after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? So what he's saying, that lets, lets us know that he could have just sold it and then just said he kept back a portion of the money. That would have been honest. And that would have been the right thing for him to do if he was going to do it. But that's not what he did. Satan had filled his heart. And he says, why hast thou conceived this thing in thy heart? Why has thou? Because he wasn't submitted to the word of God. He wasn't submitted to the teachings and the principles of of God. Because he still was walking in his old man and lying. And so that's one thing that we have to come out of is walking in the old man. Because as this is an example of what it's like to... um, be walking in the flesh and we see an example of what it's like to walk in the spirit Ananias and Sapphira were walking in the flesh walking in the old man walking in the carnal man but Peter and the apostles were walking in the spirit doing the things God's way there's nothing that's hidden that shall not be known Proverbs 10 9 says Whoever walks in integrity walks securely. But he who walks, he who makes his way crooked will be found out. So Ananias was walking crooked and he just got found out by the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, we say in our times, they don't put you on blast. Holy Ghost has put him on blast to let him know let let Ananias know and in front of the people that Ananias is a liar. He's still walking in old ways. But he had that power within him that while he had that possession that he could have kept back a portion of the money, said he did it, and not lied. But Peter says, but thou hast not lied unto men, 
meaning lying unto me, but you've lied unto God. Who is it that thinks that they can tell a lie and then get away with it and and think that they got away with it rather? But God sees everything. Proverbs 12, 17 says, Whoever speaks the truth gives honest evidence, but a false witness utters deceit. So deception was in his heart. He was walking in the flesh, walking in the old man. Amen? Amen. So Ananias, hearing these words, can you imagine that if somebody just straight up told you if you lied, you know you lied. And some people have that discernment of the spirit. They can tell when you're lying. But the Holy Ghost in this instance spoke up and called Ananias out. And Ananias being confronted, hearing these words, he fell down. I imagine he had a heart attack. But whatever, his spirit left him and his body. He died. He fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear came on all them that heard these things. I'm reading in uh, verse number 5 in chapter 5 of the book of Acts. Great fear came. Can you imagine being in a church and or any setting and it's a Christian setting and a person comes in and does what Ananias did. You're watching and they get confronted about the sin of lying and they fall dead. But the thing about it is some people might look at it that Peter was the cause of Ananias' death but Ananias violated principles. Ananias violated principles that were written in the word of God. The integrity of the upright guides them, but crookedness of the treacherous destroys them. And that's Proverbs 11 and 3. So if you do evil, then evil is going to backfire on you because the word is established by God. How the God intends for us to operate in this world in life. So you violate the principle of God, then the principle of God, if you do this and there is a principle established, then the uh the part of the principle that says how it's going to act, if you do this, it goes into operation. So Ananias, he fell, dead, he fell dead because the principle of God began to work on him. If you're going to be crooked and treacherous, it's going to destroy you. And that's what happened. He fell dead. Wow. Can you imagine being in the in that meeting or that Bible study or that Sunday school class or being at a church setting and you see that happen, the apostle didn't kill him. 
Ananias killed himself by his behavior because the law, the principle of God, took effect on the behavior. Amen. So let's look and see what else happens. You look at the all that had to be there because the Bible says great fear came on all of them that heard these things. So if they heard about it or they saw it happen, don't you know that if you see that happen, you'll be saying, uh-uh, I'm not going to be lying. I'm going to be telling the truth because you didn't want that same thing to end up happening to you. And so the laws of God still stand in effect. This goes whether you're Christian or not because the Lord, the earth is the Lord, the fullness thereof. His principles are out there and they supersede whatever it is that we do. Amen. They supersede whatever it is that, that we do. And so we have to be, we have to be aware that God, when we are born again, believers, and we're going to church and we're say we're walking in fellowship with God that we don't violate his principles because if we violate God's principles then whatever God's principles say that if you do this then my word is going to do that God is not a man that he should lie so he can't you can't just do what you want to do and not be affected by the word and the laws of God. You cannot do what you want to do and not think that the word that is established by God is not going to affect you. It can affect you for good, for blessings, but it also can affect you for correction. Amen? Because the word of God will not return back void. Amen. We always look at that that uh, in the sense of us getting blessed. And we all want to be blessed. I want to be blessed. Everybody wants to be blessed. But when we're doing wrong, the word of God still will not return back void. It will do what it's sent out to do. And if it's to punish because of sin, then it's to punish. Our God is... Uh, uh, long suffering and he wants all of us to repent and to come to him but after a while God is not going to put up with this foolishness he gives us all a chance to repent but there comes a time when the word of God is going to catch up with you if you lying stop lying because the word of God is going to take effect God's word is going to do what is sent out to do. So he says, Ananias, in that fifth verse, he fell dead and he gave up the ghost and great fear came on all of them that heard these things. And the young men arose, I'm in verse six of Acts five. The young men arose, wound him up, Ananias, and carried him out and buried him. And it was about the space of three hours after when his wife Sapphira not knowing what was done came in so three hours later the wife comes in and before she came in when the Holy Spirit is there 
The Holy Ghost will talk to us. We call it conscious, but the Holy Ghost will talk to us and try to get us to do what is right. Three hour spans. Now, she had time to think within her heart that this is not right, but she's lining up with her husband because the enemy has come in and has spoken to the husband, has spoken to the wife. And so she comes in three hours later and she doesn't know what has happened to her husband. And Peter answered unto her. So he's answering what he already knows has been done. The Holy Ghost has already spoken to Peter about what, what has been done because he's confronted Ananias. So he answers and says to her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, yeah, for so much. So here it is that she's still lying. She, was, she had agreed to lie and she continues to lie. I had an uncle that, that said to me once, he said, when you start lying, if you don't stop lying, you got to keep lying to cover up for the lie that you already told. So here it is that she's caught again right here in, the, in, in another lie. First, they're going to lie. Both of them agree to lie. Now she lying about the lie. So she could have repented. So the very thing she's going to be confronted now by the principles of God. The principles of God, the same principles that I read about honesty, now are going to affect her. They weren't looking at the fact, too, that they were holding back a portion of the money, which all God wanted them to do was just to be honest about what they were doing. But everybody else was the ones who had established and were honest about bringing in the monies to take care of the needs of all of those who were in the community of faith who had a need, then you can kind of, in a way, look at it that they were keeping back for themselves and it possibly could have hurt the bottom line of trying to take care of the people who were in need. But the point of it is, is that it was while it was in their possession, they could have just said, this is the part that we can give and we're going to keep back a portion of it and been honest about it. It's the honesty that's, that's getting them because they were supposed to be walking in the new man. And then there's this discernment of Peter and there is the Holy Spirit that when you lie, you're not lying just to man, but you're lying to God. And there's no way you can get by with lying to God because he sees everything and his ears, he hears everything. She said, yeah, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, how is it that you have agreed together to tempt the spirit of the Lord. I'm in that ninth verse. Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door and shall carry you out. Then fell she down straightway at his feet. She submitted in death and fell. She submitted to death because death came upon her because she had violated the principles of God. She was lying to God. She's tempting God. And so she fell at his feet. And here it is, she's dead and yielded up the ghost. 
and the young men came in and found her dead, carrying her forth, buried her by her husband. The Bible declares in that 11th verse, now let's put you back at the church. What if we saw all of that happening at the church or any big uh, crowd? There would be a fear, a fear and a respect for the things of God. It says, and a great fear in that 11th verse came upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. There's a unity. When the power of God, the signs and the wonders and the miracles began to happen, there was unity because they saw God in action. And the rest does no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them because they're seeing the evidence and the power of God moving in the apostles. And believers were the more added to the Lord because they see the miracles, the signs, and the wonders. The multitudes, both of men and women, were coming, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets, because they saw the power of God. They laid them on beds and couches. I'm in that 15th verse of Acts chapter 5. They laid them on beds and couches, and at the least, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. And they felt that they would get their healing. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits and they were healed, everyone. So there was a power that was on the apostles that whoever came to them, Jesus said, greater works shall you do. And the apostles were showing that they could do great works and greater works. They would do greater works too because it was many more of them than it was of Jesus, that one person. And the power of God was resting with them. They walked in integrity. They walked in character. They walked according to the principles of, of the Lord. And God saw their faithfulness. And with their faithfulness, God did miracles. He did signs. He did wonders. And the church was growing because of the power of God. Amen. Honesty. Honesty still matters. And these principles of the word, whether you're saved or not, whether you know the word or not, there is the principle that we're supposed to follow of honesty and integrity. And even if a man doesn't know, know Jesus as of yet when he is honest and he is walking in integrity and character, God still honors him by his word. If you are, uh, the integrity of the upright guides them, but the crookedness of the treacherous destroys them. So we know when we're doing something right, 
and when we're doing something wrong. So the principles of God, they work. The principles of God are there. And so we got to abide by the word of God. You know, it would have been so much easier for Ananias and Sapphira if they had a just told the truth about what was happening with the with the money and just said we kept back a portion but because of their life or their lives both of them lost their life by lying unto the Holy Ghost by lying unto God so it would behoove us to if you don't learn anything from what I taught you tonight, but one thing, and that is just be honest. You've learned the, the intentions of this lesson. Just be honest. Just be honest. So I hope that the Bible study tonight has helped you. And you think about the things that I have said in this Bible study and that you just gonna intentionally make it a point that you're gonna be honest. You're gonna be honest on purpose because you want good things to come your way and good things to happen in your life. Amen, amen, amen. Well, this is the Bible study and we hope to be able to come to you again with the word of God. And until we can meet again, I want you to know that I am very happy to be able to teach the Word of God and that I hope that somewhere there is a listening ear that the teachings that I teach, that they help to make your life better and that you will find yourself growing spiritually because you hear the Word of God. I am a preacher who loves to preach the gospel who loves to teach the gospel and I try to teach you right the thing about being a minister is and as I teach you and as I preach to you as I teach you and as I preach to you we, we grow together no minister knows it all and even when ministers do uh, teach and preach sometimes they get things wrong God has to reveal to them that they've gotten some things wrong and they have to get that corrected. But when I teach you and I preach to you, I try to teach you what thus saith the Lord and give you the word of the Lord. We're going to be coming and we're going to be talking about, we talked about finances in a certain sense tonight, but we're going to be talking about tithes and offering. Some people don't believe in it. And I'm giving you a preview of some things, some teachings that are to come. Some people don't believe in tithes and offering, and we studied about this. This basically was an offering that was given with the story of Ananias and Sapphira for the benefit of the uh, benefit of the church. But we're going to be teaching some things about tithes and offering because in the upcoming um, year, it's going to be important some people won't grasp a hold of the teaching, some will. But that's going to be coming in the future. So I'm going to sign off tonight from this podcast. And I hope that 
the story that we studied tonight in the book of Acts chapter 5 about Ananias and Sapphira that it will you will think about it and you will ponder on it and then for our next Bible study that you will come back and be a part of it so until we meet again I want you to be blessed and subscribe to my podcast and tell somebody else about the podcast. You never know who who needs to hear a word from the Lord. Until we meet again, I love you, be blessed, and bye-bye.